I don't suppose that I need to tell anybody that we live in crazy days. That the, if I said these are pretty dark times, I don't think anybody would probably argue with me that uh, the world is in chaos and God has something to tell us about that. And I want to read Psalm 27. So it's going to be on the screen. If you want to turn there in your own Bible, you may, or you can just follow along on the screen as we read through it. We're going to read the entire Psalm. It's 14 verses. Psalm 27. Here we go. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, and this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his home and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his temple will I worship with shouts of joy, and I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. When you say, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Lord, I will seek your face. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or leave me, O God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not turn me over to the desire of my enemies, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen. That's a very good psalm. Now I'm going to read it again in the New Living Translation. Psalm 27 again in the New Living Translation. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. For he will conceal me when troubles come, and he will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock, and then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath they threaten me with violence. Yet I am confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. All right, Psalm 27. Jesus, uh, David's in big trouble. His world has gone crazy. 
He mentions here he's got an army camped around him. He mentions fear. He mentions his parents have abandoned him. There's a lot of troubles in David's life. We know that our world has gone crazy. Our world is chaotic and spinning out of control, but nothing is really new under the sun. Nothing's really new under the sun. David's in the same spot that a lot of us are, and he's in a dark time just like we are. We've got some very serious things going on in the world. We've got a crazy election cycle going on. We've got ISIS and people selling baby parts and just this week North Korea threatening again to shoot a nuke at us and Europe is being invaded and we've got racial division. Everything is upside down. Lies pass for truth. Dishonorable men are honored. As Ecclesiastes says, ignorance is on parade and the slaves ride horses while the princes walk in the street. We've got to know that as we approach the time that the Bible tells us about before Jesus' return, it's only going to get darker. Things are only going to get more intense. Crisis will increase. But we've got to know that our forefathers and foremothers have been there before. Yeah, there may be a, a level that's increasing, but there isn't anything new under the sun. And the Word of God has some instruction for us. And David is in a really bad situation in Psalm 27. He's king of a real nation he's got an army attacking him and he says even though an army rise against me i will not be moved god is my fortress or my fort i i can't be attacked i'll be all right he goes through several lists of problems and some of them some of you know about you being falsely accused he says in this psalm that they rise up against me and say things that aren't true how many of you have been lied about and you know there's nothing more frustrating than being lied about because it's so hard to get straight because then people don't know what's true and what isn't, and it sounds like you're defending yourself, and there's so much, there's so much lie. He says an army is against me. Maybe some of you are being attacked. We don't have physical people attacking us like David would have with his army in the Bible, but we still have enemies attacking. Their names are cancer and Lyme and diabetes and bankruptcy and other enemies from hell that rise up against God and his people and we very definitely have attacks in our life. He says, my father and mother have abandoned me. It's a pretty serious, broken family. I know that some of you are in that situation where you maybe have one or both parents that you don't even know, or they're not taking care of you, or any amount and level of broken family problems that we deal with. And David lists all these troubles, and in, in it all, he says, I won't be afraid. I will trust God. God only says one thing in this entire psalm. As David's world is spinning out of control, and there's chaos, and David is trying to be brave and strong, God only says one thing. Look at me. God says, seek my face. And David says, I will seek your face. The world would love, the devil would love for us to look at our problems and get scared. To panic, to run, to try our own solutions, to give in to what it is that he wants. David has all these problems. God does not tell him when he's going to fix them. He doesn't even tell him if he's going to fix them. God doesn't say you're going to have this dark time in your marriage, but two years from now you'll come out of it and everything will be fine. 
God doesn't say, I will bail you out financially three days from now. All your bills will be paid. God doesn't say, okay, I realize, David, there's an army around Jerusalem. I'm going to strike them all blind, and uh, they'll go home, which happened in the Bible. Not with David, but it happened. But it, God doesn't answer his problems. God just says, look at me. Look at me. Don't look at the problem. Don't look at the world spinning out of control. Seven or eight years ago, when uh, my son Will was six or seven, I'm not exactly sure how old he was, I took he and Freedom on a roller coaster at Worlds of Fun in Kansas City. It's an amusement park that's kind of like uh, Six Flags. It's quite a bit bigger than something like a Silverwood, uh, not anything like Disneyland, of course, but it's a, it's a fairly big amusement park. They've got five or six roller coasters, and, and we're, we're roller coaster fans in our family. We were there just last summer, and... Aaron, we're going on this one called the Mamba, and on the way down, Sarah and I are in the car behind her, and on the way down, Aaron turns around. This is her fourth time on this roller coaster in an hour and a half. I love this! (laughs) She was so excited. Okay, but six or seven, eight years ago, I don't remember exactly, Will, who's now 14, but he was six or seven at the time, I took them on a roller coaster I should not have taken them on. Uh, they passed the, the height test. They were taller than the stick, but they had no business being on this roller coaster. It was a freak-out machine. Unlike most roller coasters, okay, they, they, all they had been on was the little beetle thing that the little kids ride at the, at the county fair, you know, just up and down and around that goes, you know, a, a fourth of a mile an hour. And, you know, and the little three-year-olds are like, I'm riding a roller coaster. So that's all they had been on in the past, and I took them on, I don't remember the name of this thing, but unlike a normal roller coaster that has a train of cars, this was an individual cart that went around, and four people sit in it facing each other in a square. There's two seats and two seats, and the cart rolls around on the track, and the cart is on on a spinner. So you can spin around any direction, whatever gravity does to you. So you go up the, it doesn't go upside down, but it went up this hill and then down and then it's around. And and so you're not just going like this, but you're going around while you do that. And it seats four. Uh, Sarah didn't want to go on and I think she was holding Aaron or something at the time. And so Freedom's here on my left and Will is in front of me. Like I said, he's six or seven years old. And we begin up the hill. And we're not just, it's not just, you know, that's the freaky part anyway. It's like, don't you hear the click, 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 click as you go up and you know you're about to drop and your stomach's going to come up in your face. And, and, but, but not just that, but, but now it's this too. You know, it is, you're spinning around and, you're, and there's no break on it or anything. And the look on Will's face was... Abject panic. Yes, sheer terror. Yes. It wasn't like uh, I'm about to barf on you, Dad. It was absolute panic. And he begins to scream. I asked between after first service, I didn't tell Freedom and Will I was going to tell this story. I asked Freedom after first service, I said, do you remember that ride? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> she said, I didn't want to scream and be a big wuss like Will was, but I was terrified. <laughs> So, so freedom is here, and she's got her claws in my hand as we hold the railing, and I'm as we go down the first hill, and we're spinning, and then it's all this, and you know, up and down and around, and Will is just about to come out of his skin, and all I can do. 
because we're in it now. I mean, there's no way to stop the ride. We're in, all I can do is I just, I looked him right in the eye, and he's just four, three or four feet across there, and I just, look at me, look at me, look at me, Will, look at me. And then he says, no, look at me. God says, seek my face. Look me in the eye. Don't look at the world, and it's crazy, and it's spinning, and it makes you angry, and it makes you f- scared, and you can't tell which direction is up because everything is so nuts. Just look at me. And so for however long it is, 90 seconds, I said that, just, I said it the entire ride, <laughs> just to keep his panicked eyes on me because us relative to each other, uh, we're not moving. The cart is spinning and the world is going crazy, but he and I are not moving relative to each other. You with me? I'm right in front of him, and I'm not going anywhere. God is on your roller coaster. He's not up on high in outer space on this cold marble throne issuing dictates for you to obey. He loves you. He is on your ride. And when the world gets absolutely, hysterically, insanely, stupidly crazy, look at me. Look at me. Don't look at the problem. Look at me. Make eye contact. Seek my face. And David says, I will seek your face. We can look up and, and the world is spinning and you, literally, you just cannot tell what direction is up. Sometimes. The problems get so scary or so big or there's so many of them, your head is spinning. Some of you are facing big health problems. Some big marriage or family problems. Some of you, it's your political involvement or your, your leadership at work or some issue that you're involved in. And, and it's all real. And it's really scary. And some of it is really bad. God says, look at me. Look me in the eye. Seek my face. And David says, I will seek your face, God. I will, let, I will ignore the outside world and I will come to your house and all I want to do is gaze on your beauty. And even in the midst of all my problems and troubles, I will come and worship you with shouts of joy. This is all Psalm 27. Hey, we just read it. I will worship you with shouts of joy. I will make sacrifices to you with joy. Look God in the eye. He is with you. He's on the ride. I think I told Will at some point during that, Hey, Will, I'm on here with you. I wouldn't have got on if I thought we were going to fall off. At something like that. And I'm having to shout really loud because you know how loud those things are. There's lots of noise on a roller coaster. Other people screaming as their cart goes over our head. And you know how they are. And I just continually had to tell Will, look at me. Look at me. Look right here. It was the only thing in front of him that wasn't moving. Come on. God is face to face with you. He is eyeball to eyeball, face to face, right in front of you. He is on your roller coaster. He is with you in the ride. And he says, seek my face. Look at me. Don't look at the problem. Don't be afraid. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't panic. Don't run. You can't get off anyway. You cannot get off anyway. Don't try. Just look at my face. The world will continue to spin, but you will lose track of all that because I won't move. 
I said the world will continue to spin. But all of that will go away as you lose yourself in the presence of the Lord, in his house, in his presence, sacrifices of joy, face-to-face and eye-to-eye with God. The problems of the world will go away. The spinning and the chaos and the noise and the craziness and the stupidity of it all will just go away. Of course, the problems still exist, but your perspective comes in line and you begin to see again what's up and what's down. If you're looking around on a roller coaster, it's changing all the time and you cannot tell what's up and down. Look at God and all of a sudden you can see all that. And He is with you and at the right time He will come through. He will deliver you. Your healing will come. Your provision will come. The answers will come. The solution will come. The wholeness will come. And His timing He will deliver us from our enemies. In Psalm 27, David says, You will lift me up on a high rock. Anytime in Psalms you hear David writing about a high rock or a solid rock, it's that cannot be moved. So much of life is crazy and movable and changeable and we can't predict it and it's scary and it's hard and it hurts. And God is the rock that cannot be moved and He sets us and we're at peace. In His presence. Doesn't mean the rest of the world quits. And we got to live in it, but we're not of it. We're of his presence. We're of heaven. He says, you will, you will set me on a high rock and exalt my head above all my enemies. You will see the solution. You will see the end of your problems. You will see your healing. Psalm 32, 8, God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Again, he's not some distant, impersonal God who gives us instructions in a book and says, live this way, but he isn't involved. God says, I will lead you with my eye on you. I'm with you. I'm looking you in the eye. I know your situation. I'm with you on your ride. Don't get off. Don't be panicked. Look in my face. And don't be scared. Thank you, Jesus, for your reassurance that you are with us, that you love us, that you are continually in front of us. And we don't need to be afraid because you are our fortress. We have no reason to fear. You are our helper and our strength. Who should we be afraid of? The world may spin and be crazy, but you are right in front of us. Lord, you say today, seek my face. And we say, yes, Lord, we will seek your face. We want to see you. We want to know who you are. We want to live in your presence. We want to live in connection with you, not looking at the problems of our life and the problems of the world and getting scared, but looking at you and knowing peace and stability and security. So our heart hears you today. Say, seek my face. And we say, yes, we will seek your face. Thank you for security and peace and stability. Thank you that you are with us, that you're not watching from afar, judging our choices and our motives. You are with us on the roller coaster. 
And we are not in any danger. And we have no reason to be afraid. And we praise you and we thank you. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Enjoy the ride, folks. Enjoy the ride. <laughs>